0: Would you call yourself a socialist? Uh, no. You've never told a lie in politics? No, no. See, somebody sent me a video action last Friday and it had you talking at the Socialist Youth... Oh, right, School. yes, yes, and, and you mentioned the word comrade uh, about four times in a minute. What was that about? It was a rally and I would have been about 25 years old. Comrade, 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 comrade. comrade, comrade... Comrade, Comrade. That was in 2009. Oh, well, I can't remember which country it was in that. Have changed since those days? No, not particularly. No. Hello, Wake Up New Zealand, Carol Seiki speaking. Well, we hear a lot about at UN Agenda 21, the blueprint for UN Agenda 2030, but there is also UN Agenda 2050 that you don't hear about and UN Agenda 2063. So first of all, I would like to tell you give you some information about UN Agenda 2063. Well, it was introduced in Ethiopia between the 30th and 31st of January 2015. The same year as UN Agenda 2030. So UN agendas are all interlinked with the Paris Agreement of Climate Change. So in each of those 17 Sustainable Development Goals of UN Agenda 2030 incorporates climate change. So the African Union Commission we're asked to finalise a ten year draft plan of UN Agenda twenty sixty three. It's it's a strategic framework for inclusive growth, sustainable development, and it's based on a prosperous Africa. That's um the the whole of Africa, inclusive growth, sustainable development, an integrated continent of Africa, meaning they all the con all the countries of Africa become integrated uh, as to one type of policy, one script of living, etc. etc. This is actually the global framework, one script, one size fits all. So the African continent is to be an influential player and partner in global controlling politics growth economy so agenda 63 seeks to accelerate africa's political social economical technology transformation and that's what we're going through now transformation the new normal firstly covering It first covered the years 2014, and it goes through to 2023. That's the first series of UN Agenda 2063. And it's cut into segments of series of timelines. So twenty. 14 to 26 to 3 is the first of the series of 5-10 implementation plans to realise, as the UN Environmental Programme puts it, the Africa we want. The Africa the globalist elite want. The UN and all UN member nation leaders. That includes our own, as Jacinda Ardern, and all those politicians in the First of Wellington. So, UN Agenda 2063, to transform the African continent into a global powerhouse for the future. Well, let's look at that, because China, the CCP, have made huge inroads over the years into the African continent. And... When they say, the UN says that Africa, the continent of Africa, is going to be the powerhouse of the world, think CCP. They are the future. The trade between China and Africa reached 166 billion in 2011, and God knows what it is now because it must be much, much bigger. So China's gift to Africa: the new headquarters of the African Union, which was which is a uh, twenty-story building uh, that has a stadium within it that sits two thousand five hundred people. So that was built in time for the UN Agenda 2063 when it was established officially in 2015. But there had been years of drafting the work to work up to UN Agenda 2063. But that building was completed in December 2011 by the Chinese. So China picked up $200 million tab for that building some african african country leaders were quite discontented at that the building they felt it was being designed built and maintained by a foreign source namely china and that really concerned them at the time prime minister malise Zemwawi referred to this as an economic boom a renaissance China's amazing commitments to a win-win partnership of Africa. Hmm. And don't many countries think that when they do trade deals, etc with China. So previous this, this, China had donated, assisted in building hospital roads, hospitals, roads, stadiums, sugar mill, sugar factory, water supplies, oh, railways, highways, you name it. Infrastructure, education, schools, astronomical infrastructure across the um, continent of Africa. So, on the fifth forum on China and African cooperation was held in Beijing in July two thousand and twelve, and Chinese President Hu Jintao. Uh, announced a 100 more schools, 30 hospitals, and 30 Miller Area Centres. Also, 20 agricultural technology demonstration centres would be built in Africa. And trade between China and Africa, as I said, in 2011, is $166 billion. And that was according to The Economist, the UK Weekly, and they headed that as a give and take relationship. So the Communist Chinese strategy pursuits of resources to ensure raw material supplies from Africa is used for growing energy and economy for China. So Africa supplies China with huge supplies of oil, coal, iron, copper, and other valuable materials. Also timber, Chinese construction firms have acquired enormous contracts in Africa. The Chinese Railway Construction Corporation signed a billion dollar contract in September 2012. In the same month, Sina, South, Locomotive and Rolling Stock Corporation, the largest train manufacturers in China, signed a $400 million deal to supply locomotives to a South African firm, Transnet. February 2012, the CRC announced more Chinese projects worth $1.5 billion in total, and China had made even more huge inroads into Africa's agriculture sector. So the president of China said this will help African countries increase production capacity. A Chinese company leased, utilised thousands of hectares of land in a deal with Oxfam, and Oxfam partners the UN, and this was called a land grab. It was a corrupt deal. According to UN, there are 54 countries in Africa. The African continent has a land area of 30.37 million square kilometres. And this equates in land mass to um, US, China, India, Japan, Mexico, and other European nations combined. It's a huge land mass and a big win-win for China, land, invest in land. It's not like materials. Once you got land, you got land. So the Economist reported Chinese are welcomed as investors, not as vendors or shoe shiners, as they cripple the African people's own businesses and industries in favor of China's. China first. China self-interest. China has deliberately intentionally is closing the culture gap between Chinese and African people so China has 20 state run news agencies in Africa in 2012 China Central TV broadcasting to 170 countries from Africa and their news channels that report on positive stories of China's influence into the African continent, introducing, accelerating its own culture and values. And this is China's state-led media dynasty, and that's what they've done. So the global media, they play a huge part in the way people think, the way they believe and how they act, etc. So China's president, Jinping, has pledged $2 billion for the African continent as Africa looks to China for vaccines. That's between 20, uh, 2020 and 2021. UN reports a decade of actions investing in Africa is sound business, a sustainable corporate strategy. Think of it, people. Global, greedy, capitalist corporations. And the UN reports that Africa is the most profitable region in the world and encourage people to, uh, capitalist corporations to invest in it, as China has. So Africa's economic growth prospects are among the highest, the brightest in the world, creating clear investment opportunities. It has a large youth population, and that means cheap labour lower production costs and benefits far outweigh the cost of doing business on the African continent. So Africa's large deposits of natural minerals, of course, are a big thing. They're big rewards. They develop value chains. So in 2012, Africa controlled 53.9% of the world's Diamond resources. China knows what they're doing. Power hungry. Money hungry. Global hungry. In 2017, it was reported that Africa accounted for 58% of the world's cobalt used in electronic production, plus 69% of the world platinum production Used for catalytic converters and other goods, thus shaping the global economy activities over the next five decades. So for the next five, 50 years it's shaping the economy. China is shaping the economy, the global economy through the continent of South of Africa. So they're mitigating climate change, implementing SDGs in Africa and offer investment opportunities to foreign companies, people, planet and profit, PPP. So the UN Development Programme works with the African continent, countries, governments and private sectors to improve climate investment, promote special economies zones facilitate innovative funding support foreign investment promote through the international conference on the emergence of africa so the un are majorly promoting and supporting china in the throughout the african continent that's the ccp So in 2019, it was reported China owns over 10,000 Chinese firms throughout the African continent and operates 11 out of 46 African ports, has a military base in Africa operated by the Chinese People's Liberation Army Navy in the Horn of Africa. So China's hastily urbanising the African continent. Masses of rural migrants, as they did in China, are migrating to urban city areas, which we call UN Human Habitant 3, which is happening right throughout the world. Auckland City Council, 2019 to 2050, have their UN Human Habitant 3 happening it's all there in their plan and you can find that in line so we that's globalized villages within globalized cities that's highly condensed areas with high populations huge populations living in highly condensed areas UN Agenda 2063 serves the CCP very well with global wealth and power as they transition, they transition and accelerate their inroads into the African continent, enforcing the new normal through the climate change alarmism. We call this Chinese eco communism. So, not China, not didn't just knock on. Africa's door they knew that they were a poverty-stricken company and they rode in like heroes The heroes they're not because they're self-serving, greedy, power-hungry So poverty-stricken Africa China has already influenced New Zealand infrastructure as our DERM has sought financial um money has sought money funding from uh the chinese construction bank uh which has been used to expand airports ports and also build the poohoy to walkworth highway and more i'm sure So the IMF declared Africa, the world's second fastest growing region, a five trillion plus economy and the CCP, the CCP came into power in 1949. And since then they've lobbied the African continent extensively, uh, one African continent, one African country at a time. They have intentionally, deliberately targeted one African country at a time within the African continent. So and we're talking about political commitments paid back. Co- political commitments paid back in concrete and steel. So the building of infrastructure, railways, hospitals, universities, stadiums, schools, agriculture systems, etc. Right throughout the African continent, advancing, accelerating Beijing's political, economic inroads into the African continent. And that's what they're doing. And this is UN Agenda 2063, making China, the CCP within the African continent, the powerhouse of the world, the global powerhouse. So China is Africa's biggest trade uh, partner, over 200 billion per year. In 2018, China invested a massive 60 billion African aid package. Hence, you know, it just made sure their ties with... um, Africa and China, with China, with Africa, we're secure by giving them this package. Seem to be, CCP seem to be good people. Uh, Look, they're helping us out. They're helping a poverty-stricken country out. And behind all of that is all this power-hungry CCP, eco-communism. So collectively, all countries throughout the African continent would need to spend between hundred thirty mil- billion to hundred and seventy billion per annum to meet their infrastructure needs. The African Development Bank reports they are between sixty eight and hundred and eight billion short on paying back their debt to China. Enter the debt trap, and we hear much about the debt trap, where China enters small countries, small islands. So China is the central player in Africa's biggest ticket infrastructure projects, including billions of dollars worth of railways, megaports, economic zones, etc, etc. So it's Africa, to start with, chasing dreams now reduced to economic debt debt too big too difficult to pay back the debt trap some say this is china forming a new colonialism chinese colonialism throughout the african continent eco-communism throughout the african Continent. Of course, eco environmental climate alarmism is part of China's ploy in Africa. And it's part of Beijing's master plan, master global plan, and supported by the UN and majority of UN member nations enthused, supported by the World Economic Forum of greedy, wealthy, capitalist corporations. So we can count our DERN in that and all our politicians in the Thespit of Wellington. When do any of them talk about that? And I haven't heard anyone talk about UN Agenda 2063 20- as yet. Not even on YouTube. Perhaps I've missed that one. So we're talking about... Socialist, Marxist governments with communist draconian authority dominance in New Zealand, much like the Chinese mainland. All intertwined to globally raw populations: of three P's, people, planet, and profit. The UN, WEF, globalist agenda. the corrupt ecosystem manufactured by the globally corrupt liars and the thermal analytical theory of analytical data that seems to fool a lot of people because they believe it it's a theory the people destroy their freedoms control them to be Enslaves of a one world government and that's what it's about being enslaved <laughs> to a one world governance China and the UN, the World Economic Forum having global dominance profit when we're talking about PPP, let's look at that profit, global economic dominance over the people and the planet profit, profit for the global elite Governments worldwide will pander to amend policies and regulations to profit global capitalists, greedy, wealthy corporations. New Zealand farmers. It's a very sad thing happening for them. And I will go over that in another video. And that involves Obama. Farmers globally are being deliberately economically destroyed to accelerate global eco-socialism, Marxism, communism, to take away property rights, to move the rural community into urban city areas, for large agriculture uh, corporations, global corporations to take over, where the farmer, if he wants to stay farming, he will have to work for those corporations. Other than that, they have to move in to these highly dense, densified urban city areas. That's the choice. is no choice at all. So China is continuously repositioning itself throughout the African continent to further emerge, accelerate the African continent into a global powerhouse and that my people is UN agenda 2063 the African continent into a global powerhouse and the CCP taking over the whole of the african continent so i'll leave you that one to think about it's pretty damn heavy stuff and i thank you for listening to this and next time i will go over un agenda 2050 so it doesn't mean to say it's all going to happen in 2063 and we won't be there so who bloody cares it's, it started in 2014, this um, UN Agenda uh, 2063, actually before that, because they were drafting the plan up years before that. So we're in the first segment, Monica, In the first segment's been going on for quite some years. And um, the next segment of UN Agenda 2063 starts in 2023 which is only two years down the track, so wake up people, share, share, share and subscribe. Would you please support Terry O'Pines, Damien Dement of The Brave Company, Lee, Williams of the Rubicon and Sarah Speaks. Thank you and please could you keep on following my videos, thank you.